Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. But so like I said, I mean, I don't golf. I don't follow golf. But if Tiger Woods has a chance of winning the Masters, I might find myself watching it. Just like I found myself over the weekend uh, trying to keep on top of what's going on at the API, as we call it, see if Tiger Woods can actually win the thing. Because it's, it's just, I think it's a compelling narrative. You know, this, this guy's at the height of his, his sport. He just, he falls from grace. He's, he's done. He's finished. He's written off. He's over. He's yesterday's news. Uh, it turns out he's got a bit left in the tank. And how incredible would that be if he could come back and win another major? If he could get his career back on track? Maybe he can. So it's certainly a, a narrative that uh, compelled a lot of people to watch over the weekend. The ratings for that tournament were quite high. They haven't been that high for uh, any golf tournament uh, in a number of years. So Tiger Woods continues to be a source of fascination, just as he was when he broke into the sport, when he was dominating the sport, and of course, through all of his troubles, never far from the headlines. I think a lot of people were hoping, or maybe even just wondering, is it possible? Does he have a comeback in him? Could he do it? Could he get back to where he once was? And now that, that possibility is there, and it's got a lot of people interested. Scott Stinson, national sports columnist for Post Media, has a piece on uh, Tiger today, nationalpost.com. Scott, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Rob. You know, it's interesting because I think even though Tiger's in his 40s now, people maybe see golf as that sport where you can still be really good in your 40s or 50s. So I think a lot of people seem to hold out hope that, you know, Tiger could do it. Tiger could come back. Yeah, I was, um, you know... Five or six years ago, I was one of the people saying I still think he has another run in him. Um, and, and, you know, even probably as recently as three years ago, I thought that was possible. But I was definitely on the side of he certainly looks like he's finished. And, you know, entirely for health reasons. I mean, he had just had so many issues, um, so many, you know, comebacks that were eventually aborted. But this one seems like it might last. I mean, I, I say that with a bit of hesitation because he's probably one swing away from causing some sort of injury to his back that derails it again. But he's, you know, playing like, frankly, a normal person again, which is which is a big step forward from where he has been in the previous times he's tried to cut back. So, yeah, I mean, he's 42 now. That is not, uh, it's not like being a 42-year-old football player. He could he could still get some good tournaments in him. And, you know, if he keeps this up, if he sort of continues uh, on his ascent in the sort of the way he's returned, you know, getting better every week, um, it's not out of the realm of possibility to imagine us talking again about, you know, is he going to be breaking some of the all-time records that a long time ago we all assumed he would and then not that long ago assumed he never would. 
Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? And, and you can tell me whether you agree. It reminds me of Mike Tyson, where Mike Tyson was such a sensation and such just a, a household name. Uh, and even when he was on the downside of his career, we remained fascinated with him. We, we were always hoping to see a glimpse uh, of that old magic, that, that he could go back to what he once was. And we, we followed him probably a lot longer than was justified. Do you, do you see a parallel here with the fascination with Tiger Woods? I do, and and the funny thing, Rob, is, I mean, I hesitate to sort of draw the comparison in terms of what happened to them in their personal life, because what happened with Mike Tyson was he was a convicted rapist who went right. to prison, and what happened with Tiger Woods was, you know, decidedly less criminal, for lack of a better, you know, but it was, he had obviously a complete public meltdown, there was the whole, you know, revelations about all the various extramarital affairs he had um he's more recently you know he was arrested and had issues with uh he had substance abuse problems he had pills with him that he said were for pain relief but this is the kind of thing that many people can relate to you know some of the stuff that he's had happen to him so in a way i think it could be that the uh very public problems each of those two guys had kind of added to the interest in them and when they eventually did make their comebacks as we're seeing with Woods now and as we saw with Tyson many years ago. You know, the fact that they had had this fall from grace, I think, added a compelling element to their story that has probably brought people back in in a way that they wouldn't necessarily have been in if they had just continued to be, you know, dominant athletes. Yeah. Tiger was a, was an interesting guy when he was, uh, you know, dominating the golf world, but the fact that he's fallen so far is I think only kind of added to the mystique of this return. Right, and I wonder if it's just a curiosity factor, because also th- those things you, you list there, I mean, it makes him certainly not a very sympathetic person, but I don't know, are people cheering for Tiger, or are they just, are, are they, is it the curiosity factor? I think it's a little of both. You know, he's, I'm sure uh, my inbox will uh, receive, as it always does anytime I write about Tiger Woods, some letters from people who say, why does anyone care about this guy? He's a horrible person, and and he shouldn't be cheered for because of all this stuff he did. And and I get that. Um, but I also think that people maybe are sympathetic to him now than weren't before. I mean, he was always a bit divisive um, with the way he was so demonstrative on the golf course. And he had this real attitude. He wasn't friendly to other players. You know, he was a real uh, kind of cranky competitor. And so he wasn't terribly warm and lovable. Um, but now I think because of all the frailty that he's shown, I, I think some people who might have been predisposed to thinking he was a bit of a jerk are now kind of rooting for the guy because he has, you know, had such a difficult road back and he was sort of, well, sort of humiliated. He was absolutely humiliated in front of the world. So um, I think that that part of it has has gone beyond just a curiosity factor and has people who who might have been casual golf fans before, thinking it would be really cool to see this guy come from all the way back to the top of the world again. Right, the prospect of him winning the Masters now, and I think last I saw he was a favorite, or one of the favorites to win the Masters. I mean, wouldn't that be a story? Uh, you touch in your piece on, on how strong the ratings were this past weekend, and I guess going into the Masters now, I mean, it's it's shaping up to be pretty big, isn't it? It'll be huge, and I mean, there remains the distinct possibility that he is not at a level yet to compete on a course that can be as as difficult as as Augusta National. I mean, we obviously don't know what the weather's going to be like there, but the sort of the one thing about as as well as he has played the last three weeks, 
he is not hitting the ball super accurately and he's relying on kind of his old scrambling ability to keep him afloat, it's been working. But if he goes into a major with tough conditions and against a really deep field, it wouldn't be shocking to see him not make the cut. I mean, I would make no predictions that he's going to finish in the top 10 necessarily at that event. But if he makes the weekend and is anywhere near the leaderboard, I think we're going to see like bananas interest in this tournament Um, in a way that we haven't, you know, obviously since the last time he did it. And I think that again, it comes back to the comeback part of the story. I mean, if he was just, if he had just spent the last 10 years being the best golfer ever, you know, there's still interest in him, but this has added a new level to the story that, uh, that, you know, obviously couldn't have been anticipated. And I, and I think if he is in contending and does manage to win the thing, I mean, it's, it's the craziest golf story of, of all time at that point. Well, so, wouldn't it be? <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. Right. And and I guess maybe that, that kind of answers the next question, is that why golf needs him? They've got some some bright young stars in the sport, but there's, there's something about Tiger Woods that just kind of transcends all of that. It, there is. And uh, to be honest, I can't really put my finger on it. I mean, I've... We've, we've been saying so far in this conversation, Rob, that part of, I think, the interest now is the fact that he has fallen so far. But I also think that um, it's just, it was the nature of the way he kind of came upon the golf world and was so dominant at such a young age. He's obviously has this interesting racial mixed background that allowed a lot of parts of the world to sort of claim some ownership of him in a, in a way that your average Texan doesn't. Mm-hmm. So he had all that stuff going for him, you know, back 20 years ago when he first arrived on the scene. And so I think some of that is kind of latent interest. And even though you see a guy like a Jordan Spieth or a Jason Day or a Dustin Johnson who have been good, young, up-and-coming stars, they just never, you know, struck the public's interest the way Tiger Woods did when he burst upon the scene. And And I think we can conclude from the way we've seen people jump back on board the golf train now that Woods is competing at a high level again, that, you know, he's kind of it for this sport in terms of the people who are going to move the needle. And so we'll see how long he could stick around this time. I'm sure people in the golf industry are hoping it's a long time and they're all going to try to make as much money as they can the next little while because who knows where the likes of this will be seen again. Now, regardless of what happens in the weeks and months ahead, I mean, you know, Tiger's established himself as an all-time great. He was, you know, dominant like few other golfers in history have been dominant. Mm -hmm. How would winning a major now at this point change his legacy or would it? I I mean, it would add a new chapter to his legacy in the sense of um, it would just be the, the difference between him being dominant when he was dominant, he tended to rise to the top of the leaderboard and then everybody else would fall away. And one of the knocks, if it's really a knock on him, if you talk to people who are like golf historians, they would say, you know, the Jack Nicholas's and the Arnold Palmer's of the world played against real world-class rivals. And when Woods was at his peak, there was nobody who was anywhere near him. So he didn't have that, you know, there are not great memories of remarkable duels he had with various rivals never really had a rival. And if, you know, all these years later he comes up and he wins in an era where he's quite obviously not the, you know, the clear favorite anymore, um, I just add the new level to, you know, the way he's been able to compete. It would be a guy who's able to scratch it wins when he's obviously 
not far and away the best player. So it would it would certainly add something to his legacy. I think if he retires with 14 major wins or 15 major wins, obviously it's he's going to be the second greatest player next to Jack Nicholas in terms of that stat. Um, regardless, I think you know. But having said that, Rob, if he wins the Masters this year, we're going to be talking about can he get to 19 again? I mean, yes. that's the kind of nutty thing the way this has gone. We all assumed. It was only a matter of time until he would break Nicholas's record, and then it became pretty obvious to everyone that there was no chance he was going to do it. And now, if he finds himself winning a major again this season, even if it's not the Masters, we're all going to be doing the math again, saying, well, he only needs four more, and he's 42, <laughs> and he probably has you know, 10, 12 majors left in him. So it would, uh, it would definitely add not just something to his legacy, but something to sort of change the way we evaluate his career going forward. Yeah, it is quite fascinating. Uh, again, nationalpost.com. People can find your column today about all of this. Scott, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. Anytime, Ralph. Have a great one. All right, you too. There you go. Scott Stinson, national sports columnist at Post Media, uh, looking at the, the return of Tiger Media. Maybe we just get nostalgic, too, right? It's like uh, the reason they reboot all those old movies. Uh, because we, we long for simpler times, back when Tiger Woods was uh, the dominant golfer. I mean, that's part of it. Anyway, it's fascinating. Nonetheless, 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.